Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on December 13th, 2019. Yes, Friday the 13th. Have a lucky day. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course with us because of our great partnership, with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Kelly, how are you today? Foggy, very foggy morning to you all. Foggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the weather report. Foggy. My state of mind. Yes, my state of mind feels a little foggy. Uh, a little foggy. Yes. Um, I do. I feel groggy and foggy. It's tis the season to go, go, go. Um, yes, Jackie, so my house just gets completely socked in, you know, wet. I mean, just like that, just what they call, I grew up in Northern California, so we used to call that pea soup fog. Not sure where the pea soup came from, but I have a feeling I kind of know. Um, and mm. I drove down to it's the wonderful. office here, and guess what? The sun is out in downtown Manhattan Beach, which is usually the Isn't reverse, that funny? right? Yeah. Isn't that funny? I was like, oh, yeah. well, well, hello, sunshine. You know, <laughs> it's right now, here. nice. So I, I can't, nice I can't surprise. see my, I can't see my neighbor's house. That's how foggy it is. I cannot uh, see my, my neighbor's house. house. The same way. Yes. Yeah. I just live yeah. up over Sepulveda, and you know, usually Sepulveda's sunny, and it's the reverse, right? You know, right. Yeah, right. 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 Sepulveda is socked in. Uh, Total, complete reverse. I mean, things, it definitely was foggy here at some point because things are kind of wet. But the sun is 100% out. I'm looking out my window. There's sun everywhere. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny. So anybody listening, uh, c- come on down. Let's go, to Manhattan. Let's go down to downtown Manhattan Beach, everybody. <laughs> come get your coffee here. We got sunshine. Although I like the fog because okay. kind of, that wet fog kind of feels um, very holiday-ish, too. It does. Now, yeah. I have to ask you, considering you're feeling foggy and groggy this morning, were you out last night at another event? <laughs> um, no, I had a I, I had a dinner meeting, so I wasn't at an event, because uh, you and I go to so many events, so I was not technically at an event, but right now, I'm actually, you know, this time of year, I get to do, like, a lot of catch-up, and we don't have a major event until February, which... Somebody goes, oh, are you, do you have, like, anything to do? And I'm like, I laugh. I'm like, oh, I always have more than enough to do. But I'm doing actually catch-up meetings mm-hmm. and all those, hey, can we get together for a glass of wine and talk about, you know, X, Y, and Z? And, and so that's kind of what I'm doing a lot of. And uh, so I, I was out last night um, with Lisa Jacobs from The Beach Reporter um, having some uh-huh. great conversations about the entire South Bay. And everything, because, you know, I mean, we hear a lot, but she really hears a lot, right? You know, being, um, you know, the head of the Beach Reporter. So um, I had a wonderful evening with her at the Gelson's Wine Bar. Oh. Yes. Not everybody knows. Not everybody knows there's a wine bar 
within the beautiful Gelson's on Sepulveda and Manhattan Beach. Um, there is, it's gorgeous. It's nice and open. There's probably, I don't know, I didn't count, but probably about 25, 30 uh, bar stool kind of seats in there. And you can go in and they have happy hours, like $2 off any wine or beer, not just select ones. Yeah. And there's a, um, a sushi bar there that the sushi chef makes the sushi right there in that area. So, and he's wonderful and you can pick up your groceries or whatever. Uh, we did, you know, come across um, a few individuals that we know that were sent to the grocery store by their wife uh, to get, you know, dinner or groceries or whatever, the soup or the chicken. And uh, they, you know, they swung through the bar area to have a quick <laughs> little, beer or water, <laughs> like, you know, grow, grow, basket in hand and everything. I'm like, oh, they said, yeah, you know, I got sent to the store to get X, Y, and Z, and uh, I'm just going to have a quick glass of wine. <laughs> so um, it's very fun. And I, I was recently told by someone that, uh, in the know, that the Gelson's Wine Bar here in Manhattan Beach is the number two producing wine bar out of all the Gelson's in Southern California. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Shocker, right? They have to be twice as wine. Yeah, and beer on tap. They have beer on tap, too. But I was like, this is, it's a lovely place to, to meet up. And uh, obviously, there's parking. Yeah. And it's you can talk. It, it's actually very, it's, it's a lovely place um, to meet somebody you know, for a quick, you know, little, little drink. Yeah, yeah we, drove, we, we drove right by it um, for the fireworks last Sunday. And, um, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, that's a beautiful development that, you know, that, yeah. that whole, development, they, they did a real, it's so well lit and it's set back. And as you said, there's plenty of parking mm-hmm. and, and they're just beautiful buildings that and the first Republic bank there. Yeah. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. a, it's a really nice addition to the neighborhood. I agree. And that, you know, certainly was a little bit of a painful process for everybody um, to go through for, you know, many different reasons. But I agree. It's very well done. It fits right. It just like it's like kind of just tucks right into the neighborhood. It doesn't stand out like an eyesore or anything. But, uh, hey, you mentioned fireworks. Let's talk about those fireworks. What do you think? Oh, yes. Well, well, amazing. um, we, We went to a friend's house. Um, uh, over on, oh God, what street was it? Uh, oh, it was about, it's some street. Anyway, we, we went to a house party there and then we all walked down to the strand for the fireworks. And remember last week, how you were telling us that, you know, they, they send up the weather balloons to watch the wind mm-hmm. and the wind is, is the, the wind is the issue. If there's an issue, it's the wind. It's not the rain or yeah. maybe snow, whatever. But, um, sure. I, I was surprised because it was gusting pretty heavily down there and it was gusting mm-hmm. on shore at least where we were, um, but they mm-hmm. went off without a hitch. They were fabulous, but I tried pulling up. I wanted to get the music on my phone, you know, so I was trying to get mm-hmm. to the fireworks website, and I could, I didn't get any coverage. Were there so many people down there that the cell towers just weren't working? Yeah, they choke. Um, you can hear them coughing, going, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, remember last, but last year we tried that. We tried to live stream it at the last minute. Somebody offered to do that and um, to uh, cue it with the music. We were all set up. Uh, the, yes, the, well, cell service sometimes can be challenged in downtown Manhattan Beach. It is getting better thanks to particularly AT&T has been putting up a lot of, um, of those little cell towers. But um, when you have approximately, and they approximate, 50,000 people in the greater – yeah. Down in a greater area, so all downtown, the homes, the parties, the strand, everything. Um, when you have, you know, fifty thousand people, let's just say half of them are on mm. their cell phones. We know that's probably uh, probably much more. Um, but then you have twenty five thousand people all within a little, you know, <laughs> quarter mile radius going on their cell phones all one time. Um, it just goes, you know, it goes kaput. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But it was a great to, show. To, it was. It a, was great. It was a fantastic and, show. Did you see the boat? I did. We did see the boat. What's even funnier was the bubble had a cartoon out the next day. Did you see that? I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No. So, John, I don't know if you know, but there was you know, a boat um, beached just north of the pier. Um, it was actually a very nice boat, <laughs> too. And uh, beached. I you know, beached uh, yeah. the, a rope. A rope got wrapped around the you know, prop or something, and then they couldn't start back up, and uh, it floated into the wave line, which 
I can tell you probably was panicking several people because not only is it can be dangerous, and if, it, if the right wave hits a boat like that, um, and that it can tr- totally topple it. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, uh, lifeguards were all, you know, fire department lifeguards, and I'm sure the police actually were uh, a little bit worried at first, too, because they go to great lengths to keep everything, everybody safe. So when you have something drifting in like that, it's a little precarious. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, the boat. <laughs> there's there's a reason there's a reason that boats are not allowed within 300 yards of the coastline. You know, there's a reason Correct. for it. It's a safety issue, um, and and but you know things happen. You know, you know sometimes things happen. And, but yeah. everybody and was they, safe. There were no 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 damages, no injuries, no arrests. So it was fine. Correct. And I predict next year there will be a firework in the shape of a boat. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it, just adds a little, it adds a little more excitement. Uh huh. You know, we always get the heart. We get the smiley face firework. We get right. those. You know, right. I predict we'll have a boat next year. So uh, okay. there. Anyways, um, it was fun. Another yeah. And you know, and hello, we had serious weather that day. It wasn't supposed to rain, and like the squall came in like at two o'clock. It it kept you know kind of fooling everybody. Like these weird little clouds would just you know move across and dump and then they keep going but i think the last one was about 2 30 and um you know it doesn't dampen anybody's holiday spirit they all come down and we all had a great time so um, yeah it was it was another one in the book um so what you know i know after that it's like okay what's happening this weekend um I'm just looking at my. I'm like, what? What is happening this weekend? Uh, we're all moving so fast. Um, oh, that's right. The Roundhouse Aquarium is doing a big anniversary uh, presentation. I always love when Lynn Gross talks. Um, she uh, gives so such great history of Manhattan Beach and also of the Roundhouse. But she's she's doing a little um, talk this weekend about the 40th anniversary. It's from 10 to t- 10 a.m. to 2. PM, and it's at the uh, oh that's right it's at the Manhattan Beach Unified School District Auditorium on Tech. So if anybody wants to hear more about the Roundhouse, they should um, hustle over to the um, uh, district office and stuff. That's going to be a really nice little chat with her. And then the Great Santa Stroll. We had Ed on a couple of weeks ago. Remember about mm-hmm. the Great Santa Stroll, um, a fundraiser for Michael's Learning Place. That is tomorrow also in Hermosa, so you can still go down and do that. Uh, I want to remind, remind people to, hey, hey, real quick, I know we're running out of our, our chat time here, but I had a question. Mm-hmm. Joe, mm-hmm. I know I know Jackie's yes. done with her shopping because she has to ship a lot of things. Um, are you done with yes. yours? Are you a procrastinator or are you wrapped up and done? I am a procrastinator and um, I hope I'm not out uh, Christmas Eve. I hope. <laughs> oh, oh wow you, you really procrastinate okay so the next question joe are you a are you a gift card person like do you just go oh forget it and just get a gift card or do you actually try to person you know get a personalized gift i oh i think um i like books books are equivalent to a gift card in my mind um, I think they're best. Gift cards okay. are too yes. important for our lives and mm-hmm. our kids. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't do gift cards generally. Oh, nice. we do for the kids, but not mm-hmm. friends or or relatives. Yes. Right. Nice. You know, and do you procrastinate because you are a procrastinator, or do you actually like the hustle and bustle kind of of that holiday, you know, frenzied pace at the last minute? The popcorn is almost <laughs> over by now. I. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it. Uh, at least one visit to a frenzied mall or a frenzied store, it feels like the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. And I at least one because, did. right, there's all sorts of research and all that and everything. But I, I always start early with my shopping and early, like, whatever, September, mm-hmm. October, when I find things, I grab them. Um and then I always find myself doing a last-minute push, like the last two or three days. But I actually like being out and around that hustle and bustle. And so it's not really procrastination. It's like I actually just want to be a part of that and be more 
have right. more of that. I, right. in, in a way, that's kind of, you know, kind of the Christmas holidays, too. So uh, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just doing my own research. No, yeah. I agree. <laughs> it, feels, well, it feels like Christmas. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah. have okay. to, I just have to tell you guys, it's interesting because I've always been um, – I love bu- buying clothes for my nieces and nephews, especially when they're kids. You know, I mean, it's, I, I never go the toy route because I figure they're going to get the toys that they want from their parents. But I love buying clothes. But a couple of years ago, um, my sisters told me, you know, they're really into the – they wanted Apple, uh, Apple cards and Amazon cards. So for the older kids now, that's what I get. And the younger ones I'm still buying clothes for. Uh, but the mm-hmm. older kids, they, they, they really want those, right. those Apple and Amazon uh, I have a couple of nieces. Right. They want uh, like Urban Outfitters and uh, H&M type thing. Um, so, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, but that's what they want. So, you know, I know it seems impersonal, but that's what they want. Get them what they want. I agree. No. Yeah. I agree. And, right. and just, uh, a- I, I know we have to, I know we have to keep moving, but I just wanted to mention this weekend is the walkabout, the holiday walk, uh, holiday open house and walkabout in North Manhattan Beach. Uh, yep. Which is always yes. a fun, fun event. Um, you know, uh, you know the stores stay open late, and they have goodies, and you can get some shopping, and Santa comes, and uh, lots of lots of fun stuff. Oh, that was loud. Okay, all right. Are we gonna, <laughs> are we going to get to our uh, get our get guess. to our regularly scheduled programming? I think here, we though. are. <laughs> okay, Jackie, who's our guest today? Okay, our guest this morning is Desiree Brown of Accounting Principles. Now, Desiree has been a resident of Manhattan Beach for 20 years and has been a member of the chamber for many years. She is passionate about helping people and has spent the last 25-plus years on and off working in the staffing industry in San Francisco and Los Angeles as a business development manager and executive recruiter. Now, Desiree currently works with Accounting Principles in Torrance, which is part of the largest staffing firm in the world, with many different verticals in accounting, administration, HR, IT tech, marketing, legal, and healthcare. Now, another way that she helps people is through her side businesses. She educates about safe and clean products and ingredient safety with Beauty Counter, a company dedicated to education, creation, and advocacy of safe personal care products. She is also an evangelist and advocates for the health benefits of CBD hemp products and supports her husband's business by helping people live healthier lives through these natural products. Uh, products. Now, Desiree has been involved in charity work her entire life. She works with the Manhattan Beach Kiwanis Club, the South Bay National Charity League, the Manhattan Beach Unified School District, Phi Beta Phi, a Pi Beta. <laughs> there's a tongue twister. Phi, I'll get I'll get her to say it. Women's Fraternity of San Francisco <laughs> and the South Bay Alumni Club. She was on the Alumni Advisory Council at Loyola Mary University to help start the Pi Beta Phi chapter there and was an advisor to the chapter for many years. Now, this morning, we're going to focus on staffing, how looking for a job and hiring has changed over the years, the current job market, and the benefits of going through a reputable staffing firm for both job seekers and companies looking for talent. Welcome to the program, Desiree. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Pronounce that for me. Pi, pi, beta, pi, beta, phi. It is a bit of pi, a tongue twister. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so we, we, Jackie, when we when we talked about having Desiree on, we were so excited because the 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 baby boomers, as they are aging, are not. Many of mm-hmm. them are not prepared financially for retirement. So many baby boomers are looking to work uh, late into what we normally would call retirement, into their 60s and some into their 70s. Easily. Absolutely. Are, are we uh, going to start there with the – because I've been saying for years that 50 is the new unemployable. Are we going to start there, Joe, where the older population yeah. and, and the workforce – okay, let's start there. Let's start there. 50 Great. is the new so, unemployable. Desiree, what do you think about that? Well, I think that it can be a tricky a tricky time. However, what we're really seeing is that companies are very much appreciating uh, the more seasoned population because they have mm-hmm. all this experience. They can mentor the younger generations. 
um, and they're just they're more stable and they really work mm. hard. They know how to work hard, um, but it can be tricky getting into companies now because it's changed how you look for a job um, over the years. And so just sending your resume doesn't really work. You really need someone to advocate for you, which is why using a recruiting service can be so beneficial um, because mm-hmm. you get to know the person. Um, they can advocate on your behalf, and they can really get you in the door. So we work with a lot of uh, more seasoned population because the companies love that. They're, you know, they're stable. They're a known quantity um, they're not going to get up and leave for a new job, you know, in six months. Mm-hmm. If if so, you're looking for work, how do you choose the right uh, recruiting firm to work with? You know, you want to go with one that's reputable, um, just in terms of uh, I would look online and look at their reputation, what what people have said about them, what candidates have said about them. Um, it's also helpful to go with a larger company because they really are penetrating all of the different companies and all of the different markets. Um, it's also good to see to be with a company that actually, um, you know, look at what their process is. Are they meeting you in person or are they just having a quick conversation and sending your resume over? You know, we we meet mm-hmm. every single candidate in person. So we make sure that we get to know them, we do the background checks, we check the references, um, you know, we really spend that time. We do the testing and, and we'll make sure we get to know that person before we send them over um, because we want to do the best we can, you know, for the candidate as well as the client and, and make sure we're really finding a good fit, not just, you know, throwing resumes across the wall. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to get, get back to... I wanted to get back mm-hmm. to, you know, the, our first uh, intro into this with the older population. You know, sure. um, I'd, say, I'd say about 10 years ago, and, and it's just occurring to me, this is just occurring to me now. About 10 years mm-hmm. ago, I had several friends um, in, their, in their 50s that uh, were either out of work or looking to change jobs or whatever, and, and found themselves in positions where they were very qualified for positions, but companies didn't want to pay them the money that, they they felt you know they they deserved, and did that have something to do with the economy? Ten years I think ago, so I mean I think absolutely because now we're really seeing those salaries rising. It's the lowest unemployment rate it's been since I can remember. It's only about three percent in Los Angeles, and then if you look into a specialty like accounting, it's about one point seven five percent. So really low unemployment. There's a lot of jobs right now, Um, but it it really is, it's tough to navigate because there's so many jobs and because it's so hard to get into companies now. Um, Everything's locked down. You know, we used to be able to just walk in the front door and go and introduce ourselves and, you know, our services. And now, you know, everything is, is really locked down. So you have to really get on the phone. Um, But now, you know, a lot of people aren't answering their phones um, as much, and and even we have a lot of clients that they just use their cell phone. They don't even have a company phone um, in the offices. A lot of the newer days, and uh, so it's very interesting. It's definitely more challenging, which is why um, it's to use a recruiting firm um, is connect with one and mm-hmm. and really be able to have someone advocate on your behalf. Um, the other thing, too, is when you're sending your resume in, it's now going through an algorithm. Um, all the companies have it set up based on certain keywords. And so oftentimes, you know, 100 resumes are coming in the door or over the email, I should say, and, uh, and they're not really, you know, getting looked at as a human. They're really about, okay, which keywords mm-hmm. does this person have? And so, so that mm-hmm. can be really challenging, too, in your job search. Um, which is why it's nice to have someone actually represent you um, because it can be really hard to get in the door. I mean, we used to fax resumes back in the day, so it was very personalized, um, you know, and we were able to really be kind of much more one-on-one with, with our clients. So, well, that that brings us to, that brings Mm -hmm. us to all of these, um, 
job search things online. Um, yes. Oh, gosh, I'm totally blanking Indeed. on the names of some of them. Like Indeed, Indeed and ZipRecruiter. Uh, Glassdoor yep. is another uh, yes, one. Yes, Glassdoor. Glassdoor. There's quite, quite a few. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I mean, I know so many people that send their resumes into those, and they never hear anything. That's absolutely right. <laughs> because companies are putting a job up there, and they're getting hundreds and hundreds of resumes. So what we're really seeing is that a lot of our clients might, you know, throw a job up there and then get resumes, and then they might also work through us. So it really just depends mm-hmm. on how they want to go about the search. And then we also have clients who don't use those services at all because they don't want to deal with it. You know, it's, it just depends right. on the company's bandwidth. And if they actually want to pay mm-hmm. someone to go through hundreds of resumes, you know, and then bring them in for an interview. And then oftentimes we, we find that, gosh, they don't really, we've, we've seen a hundred resumes, but they aren't really quite the right fit for what we're looking for. So, so that's mm-hmm. where a recruiting firm can come in. We really specialize. We find out exactly what the company's looking for. And we, we only send those candidates that have those skills. So it's a win-win for the candidate as well as the company. And we may only send three or four people over. And they're all exactly mm-hmm. what they're looking for. And then it just becomes a personality fit. And those soft skills, you know, how do they fit into the culture? And, you know, is it a good match? Desiree, I have a question. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have seen um, my last office. I shared a suite with a couple um, of gentlemen who both who were executive recruiters in in different industries, and they did a mm-hmm. lot of their pre-screening over like a FaceTime interview, um, which I found obviously smart in a way because that you, know, you don't mm-hmm. have to drive to an interview. It saves time and energy. But do you it, also it gives a person. Um, looking, you know, for talent, uh, a visual of who that person is, too. I mean, Absolutely. you know, are they it makes it more personal. What, what, what do they have behind them on the wall? You know, but sure. talk about that a little bit, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, that's very telling, you know. I mean, when you get on a FaceTime, you know, whether it's your cell phone or whether it's your laptop, you know, are you thinking about how you look just because you're not in person? What do you look like and what's behind you on the wall or next to you? What's in the visual field of that FaceTime? So do you use that technique also? Absolutely. And it is really a nice tool to have now because, you know, everything is so spread out. There is so much traffic, um, and especially with executive recruiters that might cover maybe all of the United States. You know, and there, mm-hmm. we have recruiters that help in different states, um, you know, as additional resources to help provide candidates as well. So, absolutely, that's a great tool to interview. And I know a lot of companies do that as well before they bring the person in. Um, and, and it is important. It's important to really present your best um, self as if you're doing it in person um, because mm-hmm. – what you know, what they see on the back wall, and and how you present yourself, what you're wearing. You don't want to just roll out of bed and be in your pajamas and get on Skype. <laughs> you know, you want to be put together right. and, and treat it like an interview. So, yeah, that that's a that's a nice Which, way uh, for us to see people that maybe can't come in, or if they're moving to the area or something like that. Yeah, for long distance. Yeah. Which that, that and that technique of using Skype is a is a whole other can of worms because um, I have a couple of friends that you know call me and they say, hey, I got to do a Skype interview. Will you Skype me and tell me what I look like, you know, uh, and the background and everything. And and and, it, and no, and and it's funny because I I I use Skype quite a bit with my friends, and you know I lift my computer up. You know, so that you're not yeah. looking down yeah. at it, and sure. and you've got to make sure you have the right lighting. You know that your face is lit, that it's not backlit, and that as Kelly mentioned, you know what you have behind you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it does it, no, seriously. I and I've actually helped stage quite a few Skype interviews for my friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that is important because we've had, um, you know, we try to let people know, like, just have maybe, you know, just a clean white wall behind you. If you can do that, and sit in a chair with a table, um, 
but I know I've I've done some interviews where people are sprawled out on a couch and you know <laughs> it's just is is not quite the the image that you want to present right when you're when you're doing an interview so mm-hmm. got to got to be a millennial got to be a millennial sprawled out on the couch <laughs> <laughs> or you, or, I, or imagine like in their car moving i i can only imagine that would be a whole that would actually be a really funny comedy play or you know blog or something it probably does exist but um i can only imagine like people probably do it in their cars cuz you can have those little cell phone holders in your car um oh sure wow what's the craziest what is the craziest interview e i guess you you've ever had Desiree? oh gosh um <laughs> I, I bet there were a lot <laughs> that's, that's a tough one um yeah, there's there's definitely been a few. I mean, I just I think people who have not maybe presented their best self um or you know, haven't haven't been as reliable uh that that we would hope um you know, in terms of showing up and it is it's fascinating, you know, having a product that is human um that you know, walks and talks and and makes their own decisions and so you just you never know what you're going to get every day is completely different um and and it's it's just always it always makes it fun and interesting for sure (laughs) all right listen you're uh, being very nice (laughs) she is being she's being very (laughs) diplomatic very diplomatic um uh, listen let's take our let's take our station break joe and uh when we come back we're going to get a little more into this All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and we do this every week. This is how we do local, hyper-local media. We talk to you directly, uh, 8 a.m. every Thursday and Friday morning, and uh, we cover all the basics in the South Bay, uh, business, uh, cultural, government, uh, on Thursdays, uh, South Bay Spotlight, we cover the entire South Bay. On Fridays, we're proud to be sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber to cover all those same subjects, but with a focus on Manhattan Beach and in particular uh, the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber. So we we really enjoy uh, doing this every week, and we'd love for you to share this with your neighbors and friends. And of course, you can share this with a neighbor or friend, even if they're in New York, because you can just e- email them a link. This is hyper-local media, but it's also global, so you can share it with just about anyone. Uh, please join us on a regular basis. We'd love to have you. And so with that, Jackie, take it away. Okay, so okay, so let's start. Let's go back to the beginning. Um, Desiree, I'm a job seeker. How do I mm-hmm. – I know job seekers are different from the companies that are looking to hire people. So in this case, I'm a job seeker. And how do I, what's my initial contact with you? Does your, do you or your company, do you, do you have a a portal where people submit resumes and you sort through them and look at them? Do you go through recommendations? Somebody says, Oh, I know this, you know, exec recruiter, you know, you should talk to them or you should talk to this person. They're highly qualified for whatever. How, how does, what is the initial, what, what is the onset of, of you know, working we, with you? We get referrals all different ways. So we get referrals from, from people. Um, a lot of people just contact me and reach out, and then I connect with them with the right recruiter based on what they're looking for and their work experience. Um, it's also just great. You can just call in randomly. So we have a lot of people that call every single day. Um, that are looking for work, and then we connect them. We find out, you know, what's your experience, what are you looking for, and we make sure that we get them to the right recruiter, and then the recruiter takes it from there, um, brings them in, or, you know, does a Skype interview if they're if they're not close by, um, and then from there, you know, does the testing, finds out, you know, what it is that they're really looking for, what their skills <laughs> are, um, and, and where they're at. So it's it's very personalized. No. Um, we're not just a resume. No, so. no. Now, Desiree, what what uh, marketing do you do? Do you have a website? Tell us about that. We do. Uh, yeah, do we do have Facebook, a website. Accounting. LinkedIn. Okay. 
Yeah, we do all of it. So uh, we we actually have uh, we post on LinkedIn uh, through accounting principles, yeah. and then since we're part of a large you know large global firm, um, it's the Adeco Specialty Group. So we have all these different divisions, and they're all separate, but we all work really closely together. So we refer leads, we refer candidates. So for example, I know quite a few people in the tech field. I would refer them to our uh, sister company, Modus, who, and that's all they do in mm-hmm. IT and tech. Or we've got Paladin, who does marketing. Um, but, yeah, we definitely have uh, websites. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it it's easy to find Is it accountingprinciples.com? Is it mm-hmm, accountingprinciples.com? Exactly. Wow. Yes. That's simple. <laughs> it is. That's simple. <laughs> It's right in the name, yeah. Yeah, it makes so, it really so, easy. So if, so if somebody's looking for a job, getting to you is not difficult. They can call. They can shoot somebody an email. They can send in a resume. They can probably knock on your door. Um, all Absolutely. Right, so, all right. So, and we also okay, have several is, offices, too. So, um, you oh. know, I happen to be in Torrance, but we have a downtown location. location. We have a West L.A., Burbank, Woodland Hills. Um, and that also covers Agilon, too. So Agilon is the sister company that handles all administration, customer service, uh, human resources, you know, anything that's not really accounting or a specialty. Okay. All right. All right. So, well, while we're talking about that, specialties, mm-hmm. um, I, in the intro, I mentioned that you you know you're in accounting administration hr it marketing legal healthcare um mm-hmm. is is it just that like um somebody coming in that doesn't fit any of those uh do you have a company that you can refer them to well i guess it really just depends on on what they're looking for you know for example we don't really specialize in sales so if someone is uh-huh. looking for a sales job, you know, we will be very honest and say we don't actually have a specialty in that, um, mm-hmm. so we're not going to be your best resource. But there are recruiters out there that do specialize in that. So All right. Okay. Whatever you're looking for, you can pretty much find a recruiter to do it. Um, All right. You know, most people will fall into certain areas. Like we even do, we handle the whole logistics piece too. So we have a, a complete uh, specialty in logistics, supply chain, um, and there's a lot of those companies that are, you know, handling that with large warehouses and different things in this area. So yeah, can, yeah. Can you say Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're driving driving out Kelly, driving out to the desert, you see those giant Skechers buildings. You know that that all mm-hmm. falls into. Into into that uh, mm-hmm. exactly, right? and all those companies yeah. have that department. They have a huge division that does just that, and so you know we can help right. with that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, in, okay. So okay, so going into another area now. This I find really interesting. A very good friend of mine uh, was looking for a job uh, five or six years ago, and she um, oh. Well, this was interesting. She she needed to – she's one of these people that – okay, let's use the word procrastination, all right? And when mm-hmm. she needs to get something done, she, she needs to, like, focus and buckle down to get something done. And she was working on her resume, and she contacted me, and she said, I'm going to come out and stay with you for a week, and I, I got to get this resume done, and I need your help with it. And I said, okay. So she came out and stayed with me for a week, and I looked at her resume – and and I and the first thing I said was, you need to put some personal stuff on here. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, don't you remember you went down after Hurricane Katrina and you worked with, you know, Habitat for Humanity? I said, and don't you work with that soup kitchen in New York? And and she's like, you don't put that in a resume. And I'm like, yeah, I think today you do. I said, you know, you know, below your education and references, I said, you do need to do it. And she just fought me tooth and nail on it. She said, I'm not putting that stuff on here. And when you know it, she goes mm-hmm. back to town. She talks to some of her other friends, and they tell her the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that a little bit, uh, about how it's not just the nuts and bolts 
of your education and experience anymore. Right. It's like it's like it's like school nowadays. You know, they ha- they do so many hours of public service and stuff. Let's talk about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, you have to really personalize yourself, and you have to make yourself stand out. So, like for example, our amazing office manager. When she interviewed with us, she sent her resume in. It was bright pink, and it Ah. really stood out. And she had, like, a little marble thing in the corner. Um, And everyone thought that was so cool. Like, wow, that is so, you know, uh, it's unique, and it's personalized, and it's kind of funny, and, okay, we want to meet her. So I don't know Mm -hmm. that you want to go that, you know, that route in terms of having a pink resume. Um, and mm-hmm. putting the Marvel character, you know, depending on the job that you're interviewing for. Um, but I think it is good to stand out. It's good to personalize yourself because there are so I, many resumes that companies are getting. And, right. you know, right. it's it's good to put a little a little section maybe down at the bottom. And you want it to be, you know, very professional, brief, definitely not a lot of detail. No. But just no. giving an insight we, as to, you know, this is how I like to spend my personal time. Now, we can always leave it to Jackie to put her finger on the hot new sort of trend because mm-hmm. what they're calling it now, what, what I've, I've been talking to recruiters and, and uh, others uh, for a few months now, and what they're talking about is personality dynamics. Personality mm-hmm. dynamics. When you're, when you're introducing a new person into an organization, now HR, sort of the – the, 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 the coming standards, the forefront in HR, human resources, is how does that person fit politically, socially? Are they, mm-hmm. are they compatible? Are they, you know, are they politically correct or Absolutely. incorrect? Or, you know, <laughs> personality dynamics is almost more important than what they know. You just want someone yes. who's smart and who fits in. Talk about that, Desiree. Well, that is absolutely true, and we're seeing that even more and more. That the we call them the soft skills. You know, it's not the hard technical mm. skills that maybe is your experience, but the soft skills, the personality. You know, how you handle situations, how you react to things, how you work. You know, interact with people and your coworkers. That's all huge, and that's really going to make or break your success on a daily basis in the job. So. So that's very, very important. And what we're seeing is that a lot of companies are now um, requiring before, sometimes even before you go on that first interview, that you take a personality test. So Mm. so that can be, and we don't see that a lot through us. Um, That would definitely come later in the process. Um, But I noticed, you know, even when I was looking for a job, I had to take quite a few of those personality tests to to really you know they wanted to see what is this person all about and does she have the skills mm-hmm. that we're really looking for and how she handles things so yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that is becoming more and more <laughs> important I, I would i would so fail the personality test <laughs> <laughs> well probably not it's just a matter of what you're looking for right <laughs> true well, true i just i tend that. to be blunt i tend to be blunt <laughs> Have you noticed also that it's no longer called the human resource director or whatever, the director of human resource or VP. It's they're usually now called, you know, the director of people and culture or culture or um, I I rarely see the human resource title used anymore. It's usually, you know, the director of people and culture or a version of that, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think to Joe, to your point, People are looking to mm. see how um, the, the, the existing employees, but also a new employee, fits into the culture of whether it's a small culture or a large one. It's it's a lifestyle more so now in a culture than it is just plugging a human into a desk. Mm-hmm. For sure, and it's, and what we're really seeing yeah. is that whole that whole department has expanded. So human resources is still a huge piece of it, um, and they're handling more the nuts and bolts of the day-to-day. You know, they're handling the open enrollment for benefits. They're handling any kind of issues that come up um, on the job. But the uh, people, the people operations or the director of people or 
that type of role is a newer role. And it's, it's important because what they're doing is they're making sure that everything is fitting in. They're also doing the fun activity planning and the get-togethers and, and really making sure that everything is cohesive with all the people. So that is, that's a great job, um, and it's, it is something that's been you know, newer. And then the other piece, too, that now is a huge part of HR is talent acquisition. So oftentimes that's who we're working with is the talent acquisition managers who are actually working directly with the people that are getting hired. So they're, you know, finding out what the needs are in each department. They're then working with the recruiters directly to get those uh, needs filled. And they're also going out and directly recruiting um, for those positions as well. So it's, it's really expanded that whole area. So I have a question, Desiree. Let's talk mm-hmm. about um, resume versus cover letter versus cover email. You know, mm-hmm. it, what is the standard? Obviously, the resume. Um, but do you, when you're sending a resume, uh, when, well, not you, but like a candidate is sending a resume mm-hmm. or submitting a resume? Um, if you're, I know if you're on an online portal, sometimes they they limit you and they direct you specifically what to do. But if you're talking to sure. somebody or sharing with a friend, what what is your best advice? Do you know? Do you make your first like a, an intro paragraph on your resume a zinger? Do you the email as a cover letter? What what's the industry standard these days? Again, you want to stand out. You know, you you want to put something out there right in the beginning that's going to grab their attention because everyone is saying just the basic, you know, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I've done. But if there's any way that you can make it more interesting as to maybe some of your accomplishments, you know, this is how I helped my company save, you know, $100,000 in payroll. Um, You know, this is what I did to help create um, this, this new um, process or what have you. So I think that's important to really make yourself stand out in those first few sentences of any, whether it's a cover letter, whether it's an email um, that you're sending it, because you really need to grab people's attention now because there are so many resumes because everything is digital. Um, You know, the internet never sleeps. So people can send their resume 24 seven. So these companies are getting, you know, just inundated uh, with information. And so, yeah, you definitely want to uh, do whatever you can. And I, I think more short and sweet because when companies see paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff, it, it's like their eyes glaze over and they go on to the next one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's funny. That's exactly what I told my girlfriend when she showed me her resume, the cover letter. It was all very staid. She had all the keywords in there. But I said mm-hmm. to her, no, why don't you start with something um, in my lengthy experience uh, working in disaster areas, you know? And she's like, I'm not going to start with that. And I'm like, it'll make you stand out, you know? Um, yeah, it that's would. exactly if, what I told her. Yeah. Yeah. And if she could tie that into how it helped her on the job or, yes. you know, what she was able to bring from that experience to the workplace, you know, then then you have an interesting conversation. And then you have someone, you know, a a company saying, wow, she sounds really cool. I want to talk to her and learn more about that. Yes, you got to grab them by the first first couple of sentences. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It makes a big difference just to Mm. keep it interesting. Yeah. Perfect. Now... We are at a point now where, you know, people are looking forward to 2020, 2021, 2023. The, mm-hmm. the, um, one of the things that we talk about often is automation in workplace. And it's not just manufacturing jobs or what you might think of as blue collar, but a lot of jobs in the financial sector are being replaced by the uh, as you said, you know, algorithms and, and, uh, you know, insurance is being, uh, um, 
automated at a very high level. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, many many predictions say that white collar jobs will be some of the first jobs that will be fully 100% replaced by computer algorithms before blue collar jobs, which are very often very physical. Um, so mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about this, how uh, the, the, the impact of automation isn't really as the same as we imagined it a few years ago? That's true. And I think, you know, I think a lot of processes can be um, automated, but when it comes mm-hmm. down to it, you're is going to need that personal one-on-one. And the way business gets done is the personal one-on-one. So, you know, these a lot of jobs, you're definitely right in that I think a lot of jobs will be changing, but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going away. I think we really just need to kind of figure out how we are still, you know, working with with the system um, that they can then maybe train them into something new where they're still, you know, they're still involved Um, because you don't have, um, not everything is going to be automated, right? I mean, you really need that personal touch in, in a lot of these, these pieces and a lot of these uh, employment areas. I mean, you just, you can't really get away from that completely. So even though we're seeing that, you know, the resumes are going through and it's all automated, you still need that person to look at those resumes and figure out, okay, who are we going to bring in for an interview? And then we need to actually interview that person and we need to see if they're going to be a fit and they need to meet four or five different people in the company, you know? So, so I think, I think that will probably never go away, but I know what you're saying where there is there are going to be certain areas that do get automated. Um, right. So I'm not, you know, in terms of our experience, we haven't really seen how that's changing as much. Um, but I think there is a lot more to come in that for sure. Now, now Desiree, to... I know you're – sure, mm-hmm. Kelly. No, I was, I was going to say back to the very beginning of the show when you mentioned that – um, algorithms are weeding through the resumes when they're first submitted, looking for mm-hmm. certain uh, key terms. I, I suspect are they looking for certain key terms, and then that resume moves, you know, to the top, whatever, ten percent, or are they looking for key terms and then throwing out that resume, you know, putting it down <laughs> in the bottom ten percent? You know, I think every system is different, but it, it basically works that way, where if they see the key terms, like, for example, um, this accounting position might need really strong Excel or they're, you know, they're a property management company and so they're using Yardi, you know, which is a very specific program. Um, so they're looking for those types of keywords and then it will um, get sent to the recruiter to then follow up with. And then if they don't have it, it doesn't go at all. So the recruiter never even sees these resumes. Mm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting where, you know, they say, oh, I sent my resume. I never heard back. Well, it literally did go into a black hole because <laughs> they never actually see them. I mean, it's, it's really crazy now, you know. So it is hard. I, I think it is – it's difficult if people don't have someone representing them because it's hard to get in the front door. I mean, you really um, – if you mm-hmm. don't have the perfect keywords in the perfect area on the resume, you know, it can be very tricky um, making that, yeah. you know, just getting through that first um, weeding out. Well, I am glad to hear that the more mature job seekers are, uh, are, are, are doing better. Um, mm-hmm. Because as I said, about, about 10 years ago, it was a real issue. Um, they were, they, I yeah, know a lot definitely. of people were very highly qualified for jobs and they, they weren't hired uh, and it all came down to money. They figured, let's bring in somebody we can hire at a, at a lower salary and we can train them. Um, but mm-hmm. I am glad, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. I am really glad to hear that. That's, that's good to know because as you said, 
uh, a more mature employee brings a lot to the table. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. Absolutely. And then I guess with a st- strong economy, you know, companies can afford to to invest in uh, more, you know more quality, uh, more experienced people. That's that's a, I'm really happy to hear that. I, I guess I have to stop saying that, Joe. I have to stop saying 50 is the new unemployable. Yeah, no, it's definitely changing, <laughs> well, I, and I we've really seen that over the years that it's it's so much better now, and and right, really, right. you know, as the population is aging too, there are so many of us in that level, right? That you just yeah, it's like my gosh, these are these are such amazing, capable, experienced people. Like, let's get them working. So yes, so companies I are really like seeing that. that, and it's good. Let's get them working. Let's get them working. I love that. Um, okay, so let's get some contact information, website, email, phone number, whatever you want to give us. How do people get in touch with you? Okay, great. Um, accountingprinciples.com will just go to the main website. Um, but I, you know, people can reach out to me. My email is, is desiree.brown at accountingprinciples.com. And I'm happy to, you know, help uh, direct them to the best person who can help them, whether it's a company looking for a candidate to hire or whether it's a candidate looking to, uh, to get hired with a company. So we have lots and lots of resources. And then my LinkedIn is uh, linkedin.com uh, slash in, I guess that's how the LinkedIn's go, and then slash Des Brown. So um, people can reach out to me that way, send me a message. And um, I'm pretty easy to find on on LinkedIn. Uh, tell me about LinkedIn. Is is LinkedIn is LinkedIn the the job space thing? Is, you know, is I LinkedIn... say it is. It's it's really a wonderful tool. Um, I'm on LinkedIn every day, and I love reaching out to mm-hmm. people. It's a great way to connect with others. We also do a lot of recruiting through LinkedIn, um, looking for candidates because you can really you know, specialize your search and, and find candidates that are looking. And they have it set up where, um, in fact, that's definitely a place I recommend for people that are looking for jobs to definitely create a profile on LinkedIn because recruiters go on there and search for different candidates. And, you know, for example, I've been called a lot just based on my background when I was looking, um, and recruiters would just reach out to me, and I would have never known who they were. Um, if they Mm. hadn't contacted me first. So it's a great way for people to kind of put their information out there and to really be seen uh, by people that are looking for their backgrounds. That's interesting. You know, I have a LinkedIn page. I'm not, I'm not looking for a job, but I get things from them all the time. I I get emails Mm -hmm. from LinkedIn all the time, people looking, you know, for, you know, me. And I'm like, I'm not even looking for a job. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's great, and it's you know it makes it kind of makes you feel good. It's like, oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll have a conversation with them, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, make, make an offer I can't refuse. I love that. Right, um, right. There you go. <laughs> um, well, we Joe, we've got less than two minutes here, so do you want to wrap it up? Well, Desiree, I'm I'm excited about. Um, you know, all of the, the various elements to what you do. Uh, but I have to say also, <laughs> yeah. uh, accounting principles, I, I was searching, preparing for this show uh, for accounting space principles. And it's like, it's like thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands of, of websites come up. Accountingprinciples.com mm-hmm. is, is a very uh, Google-friendly uh, website. I mean, in terms of uh, people are searching for accounting or principles or both all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations. That's, that's amazing. Oh, well, How long that's... has uh, accounting <laughs> principles been in business? You know, that is How a long? very good question. Um, because we are the largest staffing firm, um, we've been around for a really long time. So we're under the ADECO specialty group. Um, so accounting yeah. principles has been a, a huge part of that, the accounting piece. And then Parker and Lynch, which is our higher level uh, accounting yeah. as well. So many, many years. I, I'm not even many. sure, and I probably should know that. 
it, it yeah. reminds me of the fact that, uh, you know, people say, uh, you know, in the study of, of money, uh, what was the first writing? The first writing was the accounting of what the king owned. Accounting. Mm-hmm. The first writing mm-hmm. was created sure. for the purpose of accounting. And uh, so accounting is, is amazing. Thank you, Desiree Brown, for your expertise and, and for your, uh, your uh, advice and counsel. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And, hmm. of course, thank you, Jackie and Kelly. Always a pleasure, Joe. Everybody have a good weekend. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you. Joe, Happy. Look forward to uh, – and, Jackie, what are we doing next week? Oh, we'll talk about it next week. We're, We're going to talk about week. it next week. Okay. Yeah, we have shows next week. We have shows next week. Yeah. I'm just not prepared right. to talk about them week. yet. All right. <laughs> okay, good. Well, it's going to be exciting, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a fantastic – we'll see you next week. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye-bye.